everyone, I'm Tony Lontis and this is the Everyday Business Show. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability because if I fail, that means I fail for my entire female nation, I call it. <laughs> Is that possible? That was the question for myself. And it is absolutely possible. Good evening, everyone, and hello across the world. Welcome back to the Everyday Business Show. I'm your host, Tony Lantis. Now, As we know, we are all completely reliant on technology and when it works, it's fantastic. But there are times when it just doesn't do as it's supposed to. And that's the issue with our delightful guest this morning, who I'll introduce you to in one moment. Now, just a reminder, if you're listening live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch or Twitter... Please don't forget to send us your comments, ask your questions. The delightful Payo is listening live online to respond and send you any of the links to any of the things that we talk about today. And a reminder too that if you miss the live show, you can catch up on Binge Networks TV, Hero Go TV USA, and the Tony TV channel app available on all Roku, Samsung, and LG smart TVs across the planet. A little thing that we've started in 2022 is to acknowledge our beautiful Indigenous population here in Australia and signify the importance to their uh, contributions to the development of this country's cultural identity. And I respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region on the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and pay my respect to the elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who are listening here today and who might be listening in the future. I have a gorgeous guest today. My beautiful friend, Mr. Mario Bex, has agreed to come on the show today and he's most distressed that his camera is not showing up and that's okay. But before I introduce Mario, here's what you need to know. He is a natural leader, a speaker, results-driven published book author, relationship builder and facilitator with experience in investigative uh, techniques, interviewing, interrogation methods, corporate human and competitive business intelligence. Over the past 30 years, Mario has conducted various types of investigations in government sectors, departments of defence, departments of foreign affairs, corporate and the insurance sector across Australia and globally. He has applied his knowledge, expertise and academic research and training to investigate intelligence and investigative uh, situations within those sectors. He is the CEO of Insight Intelligence Group, which he is the architect and designer of solutions in corporate investigations, human intelligence and surveillance techniques in government and the corporate sector. He's also the host of Business Insights on a live 90.5 FM. Now, Mario, I know you've been trying for ages 
<laughs> to get your camera to come back up. And I know that you tested all of your equipment rigorously before coming on the show today. So please, audience, be extra specially kind to Mario today because when technology doesn't work, it's incredibly frustrating and uh, somewhat off-putting. And I really want you to listen to what Mario has to say today because it's important. Welcome to the show, Mario. Tony, thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to say firstly, thank you for inviting me on your show. I was really ex- excited when, when you told me I, I could be your guest. That's the number one. Um, secondly, I, I want to apologize to all your audience uh, and everybody in Australia, across the globe. I tested my cameras since this mm-hmm. morning, 9 a.m., and I was so eagerly waiting you know, behind my desk to yes. turn this, this everything and I don't know really what's happened, and I, I truly apologize for everybody. And you know, hopefully that this interview is going to be interested enough for everybody, and uh, they're going to forgive me for my um, incompetence how to connect camera because it's truly oh. something is there I don't understand. So, yes. Mario, do you know what I um, used to just be panic stricken when I had tech issues and thought that the world would cave in when yeah. things didn't quite go to plan. So I know that feeling, but what I want to say is um, it actually gives the audience a wonderful opportunity to focus <laughs> on your glorious voice. And oh, on that you. note, I want to talk about your life from the beginning and and what you've been through and how you got into Australia, your childhood, what it was like living with communism and war, your military training, and of course your business today. So let's start at the beginning, Mario. Thank you, Tony. Thank you very much for this question. I uh, today when I look at my life, you know, I'm 49 years old, and look at my life now, back from the day I was born, I was born in a society which was given to me by birth, which is communism. And when you don't know nothing mm. better, you accept things as they are. Growing up in communism, is it's truly challenging, Tony, for several reasons. Uh, one, it's uh, I was born in poverty. My parents, uh, they were they were simple uh, factory workers. They were not nothing yes. fancy, and the expectations from from me was just finish primary school and be the garbage collector. That was the expectations from me. Um, yeah, because after all, you know, I wasn't I wasn't the brightest tool in the shed, as Australian says. I really enjoyed um, fighting on the street, and you know, I become the I become the petty criminal. I will say, you know, I was hanging with the bad yeah. boys, and the reason why I did this because I was all continuously being bullied because I was fat and you know you have no money you know the summer comes my mom doesn't buy the sneakers because it's a good thing to walk barefoot for your souls so you know I've always been ridiculed and I always wanted to have them more and growing up in communism it's a challenge from that perspective because you've grown up in poverty and then as a young kid you know you should have your parents as a role model but that didn't happen for me Tony because my parents yeah. were my mom, she was a uh, she was a colorful character. She was a professional liar and a thief. I, I, you know that's a, unfortunately truth. Uh, my father was absorbing all that her behavior in a way that uh-huh. he will exploded, you know, daily on you know and take a toll on me because you know I'm the burden for them. So they decided when I was 14 years old uh, to kick me out on a Christmas Eve 1986, which was for me really something um, unexpected. Oh, Mario. Um, 
in hindsight, now I can say like from this point in time, reflecting when I was 14, 15 years old, I was lucky enough that my grandfather was uh, somebody who was highly positioned in um, Yugoslav uh, secret police. He was the second in charge. And Mm -hmm. he has a good reputation. So he took me over that night. And um, he suggested me that for me, it's the best to go in military school. And I said, like, but I have such a bad grades. I can't go in military school. He's, you know, then he told me, basically, I will put all my effort for you because my children fail me. And um, he was reflecting my mom, wow. sister, her son. So yeah. he sent me to military school. And I was supposed to become an uh, officer in uh, Yugoslav People Army. So, mm. you know, as a 14 years old, you become the young communist, sorry, proletarian. Then you become yeah. the communist, which was, you know, you were so proud. You get a, you know, small red card. <laughs> it says yes. you're a communist. And then, you know, in that respect, you belong to that, um, how would the go say this funny mm, mm. upper echelon society and yes. um, I really enjoyed being studying you know even my grades was like you know mediocre but you know I was pulling myself to the high school and then what it happened Tony was on a 4th of July 1991 and you know I knew it that year before exactly year before something's happened in Yugoslavia and uh, you know yeah. Berlin Wall felt 1989 the last bastion Romania uh, there was a there was a civil war, a very short one, and uh, they removed the Ceausescu, and uh, all preparations in military were against anybody who stand against the communism and wants mm-hmm. to be um, voice themselves out and be democracy. Yes. Yes. We're gonna crush it, and I was like, God, like what democracy? And then one thing led to another. Ninety one on the fourteenth of July, I wake up in the morning. It was a school holidays. Um, I had the military police, federal army on my door. They told uh-huh. me to report army barracks, and I said, like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I knew that civil war was sort of like Croatia was declaring independence, and, yes. you know, you're young and naive, and as I was walking in the kitchen, I saw the message from my parents. They uh, left me, and uh, I was wondering, why would you leave me again? You know what I mean? I just, oh. you know, I was 18 years old, madly in love. And, you know, I'm walking downstairs, Tony, to report myself in army barracks. I tried to make a long story short. Um, I met my friends who I grew up in um, yes. different nationality, Croatian service, and we called ourselves Yugoslavs. And uh, they told me, you need to choose the sides. And I was like, what sides? In the same time, you see the people fleeing homes, packing mm. the small cars. Mm. And the same day, I went in a war. But this time, no fighting for the communism, which, again, was a very, society was very, very... Um, corrupt communism is very corrupt society people don't uh, understand that socialist yes sorry, i was yes. just gonna say mario h- how bad is communism from a from a human perspective i, I appreciate that there are many com- countries that embrace communism but you've had a yeah. personal experience with it and from your perspective and and the western perspective is 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 that communism is bad um how bad is it, though, from a personal experience of walking through that? Is it the ide- ideology that causes such angst and uh, inequality? It, what is it about communism that just makes it such a bad thing for humanity? Mm. Well, as I say earlier, I was exposed to communism from the day I was born. 
And yes. you learn nothing better because once when you're born in communism, you must understand something like a North Korea and China. Uh, yes. Society doesn't doesn't have the choice because you're born. No, you suddenly there is have the no old, choice. Yeah, no, that's you all you know. The, exactly. So you have all these uh, big slogans. You know, I mean, you know, long live propaganda. The yeah, propaganda. Like in 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 uh, kindergartens, in primary school, high school, um, mm. uh, the the communism survived for the only one thing. What people don't understand that communism it's based on a ten point of Marxism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that day, uh, it's basically everybody who's interested should go under such ten point of Marxism, mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically removing all rights, and uh, it's a it's a, it's a free labor for the state. Basically, you own nothing. State of everything owes you. You owe the state, and uh-huh. we give free education, but free labor. So imagine yeah. Tony being like a ten or eleven, twelve years old, and yes. then the communist country or state will organize something was called a young. Um, I don't know how to translate this, young proletarian brigades, which basically you go for school holidays between mm. June and September working for free, building the bridges, building the roads, um, clearing the forest, you know, like everything was like in the interest of the state. And yeah. you continuously living in, in a state of fear of attack from the external yes. enemies. <clears throat> mm. uh, communism sustained for so long, for one simple reason, as I tried to explain earlier, it is yeah. communist uh, doctrine was very uh, basic, 10 points of Marxism, and then let's go delete the past suit, to suit our agenda today, which is going to reflect our future. Vatsal mm. Havel, in his book, you know, he was he elaborated this very well. So communism was very plain and simple. You are all nothing. You should be happy everything we give you. And, you know, your only way when you can voice yourself out, it was, you know, when the public meetings was being organized. But, and yeah. the, people, the people were brewing inside. I saw this with my parents. Like my father used to be listening radio for 30 in the morning in a bathtub, in a bathroom to yeah. listen to Voice of America. And guess what? He was hiding themselves under the blanket. My mom, she doped him. Ah. My mom, she doped him to secret police. So, <gasps> you know, can, can, yeah, so can you, can you measure that system? You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, wow. yeah, so that was a, that was a very, very um, strange situation, Tony, um, because mm. I really um, didn't enjoy communism because I, I dream, let's go say, I have the shoebox of Nike sneakers. I don't know how I yes. come in possession. And I've been reported in school as a, you know, anarchist, right, in primary school. And, you know, for me, it was like, what do you mean? So the communism and socialism, it's it's very evil. But what I learned in the classes in, uh, when I was uh, being trained by the, by, the, mm. by the state, it was we have the something was called the um, counter surveillance media uh, system, which basically mm. we were always projecting uh, to society, not how the evil society it is, let's go say Western society, but look at they have no freedoms, they have no, uh, they live in the fear, the shooting, the bank robbers. In communism, wasn't that much criminal because the state was doing because yeah, they're scared. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> And it was a heavy control. And the criminals are in the state, yes. Mm. So, like, you know, and I always wanted something more, uh, uh, Tony. Mm. Like, I really no wanted more. I want to try to McDonald's. You can't even talk about McDonald's. Towards end of the 80s, when the culmination of poverty exploded, 
um, I was, you know, very young. I was a teenager. I was all these mm-hmm. inflations. And I used to be, remember, I remember I used to be standing in front of the store for 24 hours. And my, my, my father will come for next 24, 24 hours. On third day, my mom come to buy the one liter of the oil and one liter of the coffee, uh, sorry, one kilo of the coffee and the flour. Yeah. So, yeah. and we were told that's a great, you know, I mean, because we have the great weapons, you know, I mean, we can defend ourselves. And we believe yeah. in that crap. And we believe yes. in that crap. And, yeah. and socialism, it's very narcissist and uh, people mm. believe in equality. Yeah. But uh, the power is a central power, communism, socialism. Uh, mm. It's a two different types of society. But either of those two are based on a terror and fear by you or yeah. nothing and state looks after you, which I'm seeing last couple of years happening across the globe that um, people are accepting that um, that system even in, in democratic society. I was going to say there's, there's um, evolving conversations across Australia that, oh, my God, Australia is is communist or becoming a communist state. And mm. I'm actually curious, Mario, uh, having lived in that environment, whether that's actually true or we're just people in Australia have had so many freedoms. They have no idea what life is like in other civilizations mm. under communist rule. So I'm actually really curious to know, Mario, when someone says to you, oh, Australia is becoming a a communist country how true does that ring to you i couldn't say that uh it's become communist country as like i can see some some signs of the uh authoritarian regime and totalitarianism uh-huh. and uh, so, so yeah, some elements i can see it for mm-hmm. example uh in, in communism when government says something to be done must be done it it was done it doesn't matter done. yeah but because it was that belief in certain answer. That's what they're missing in, in let's go say, in in, mm. uh, in democratic societies. You know, when you're born in communism, you have been told this is the best thing for you ever. For you. And of course yes. you believe because there's nothing else you can compare with. Now, mm. if communism, I, I put you this simple, uh, Tony. If communism was good, do you believe or anybody of the listeners believe that Eastern Bloc will not survive and you know what I mean, and on the, all these civil wars happen. Uh, mm. Communism survived because they were rewriting the past. They were using the the tools of terror, which was the domestic intelligence services, yes. Yes. informants. Like when you see in the Eastern Germany, they have the hundred eighty thousand informants on on eighty million uh, citizens. So like every hundred person was being monitored by some of the friends. And of wow. course, you don't. Yeah. So like you know, Charlie, I think the people that are far away. Um, because they have nothing to compare with. I wish yes. nobody, I wish nobody goes through this, what we've gone through there. Yeah. Uh, when the one man uh, ideology has been actually uh, uh, shared with the populace and we behaved like it was the greatest thing. And the only way mm. how communism sustained with our revolts and boom, uh, our sort of revolutions was being bribing people. We give yeah. you half price food. We give you, you know, the unions, right? Unions is the biggest mistake ever. <laughs> My father yeah. was an illiterate person and he was the president of the union because he was told, just sign here, here, here. It's going to be good for you. Yes, Tony. So fascinating. Uh, so the communism, it's just like it's it's a type of state where we all we all sharing the common goods, but it's not yeah. true because, Tony, mm. in Australia, you can, you know, Let's just say you can have your TV now. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Communism, you can't have the media, you know, you can't have the newspapers. I wouldn't be able to talk to you in in, in some countries in the world. I would not be able to talk to you as openly uh, as we're talking now. Uh, And that's, I'm I'm not sure that uh, Australians understand just how much freedom we do actually have. Absolutely. In comparison to other countries. Absolutely. just the fact of you and I having a discussion about communism would see us shut down or in trouble by the government. Yes, that's correct. Look, you know, when I arrived in Australia, I'm just going to skip a portion yes. of my life. I came in Australia uh, 98 in November. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I came in Australia after being in, in, in the civil war from 91 to 98 which again, I expected that was going to last a couple of days and I'm the Rumble, I'm going to be a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that bad. Um, I was coming to Australia in 98 as a part of diplomatic... Um, uh, cool. Uh, co- uh, part of diplomatic core of my yes. embassy. I was um, in security intelligence department called Directorate 7. Mm-hmm. And the very, very first day, Tony, when I landed, I remember it was a very evening, but the following day, because of jet lag and I never traveled yes. such a long, long way. Yeah, <laughs> I was wandering around and I said to myself, is these people on some drugs? They're all happy, say hello. <laughs> you know, like you walk in the street, people say, yeah. excuse me, yeah. I touch you. And I'm like, God, many Croatian people will kill you, you know, if you just say hello. You know I mean? Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and I was thinking, how these people can live so happily here, ah, right? And yeah. um, I realized how people in Australia, they're not fully um, awake to understand how lucky they are living in such a country. Agreed, agreed. Um, with so many possibilities, and again, it, it's it's. How, I, I heard this point like you can walk here naked, like literally, <laughs> nobody cares, right? Um, and you know, like everything is like out here in the barbecue, and it's like these people have the barbecue every every few days. You know, mm. in Croatia we have the like yeah. first of May, like International yes. Workers Day. Yes. Something like during the summer, that's it, boom. You know, there's no, like, let's go have the barbie and, you know, Every weekend. This, every weekend and I enjoy the beach and, you know, mm-hmm. encourage to go on the beach. If you're not going to the coast, you need to save 12 months to go seven days for the, for the holiday. Yeah. But after all, Tony, it was, it was a, something I really enjoyed from very first day, even today. And mm. the people didn't understand how lucky they are being born in this country, have nothing I... to complain. Nothing. Absolutely. I, I'm with you. I get a little bit miffed that, that Australians think that they're missing out or they think that yes. they're being controlled or they think that they don't – like we have it so good. We are so incredibly lucky in Australia and I don't think we realise it. It must have been a huge culture shock for you though, Mario, mm. coming to Australia <laughs> as part of <laughs> di- Look, I was, diplomatic I was, yeah, yeah, like I was a very fortunate guy. I was um, – um, in primary school, high school, I was being taught Russian as a yes. second language because it was like mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, that was the best thing that happened to anybody to learn the Russian language, which you can use only in Russia. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's true. Like, you know, Mila, it just doesn't make a sense. Um, and then I was fortunate enough while I was in military, I was being sent on many different courses. Mm. And different, um, uh, almost a webinars, 
many workshops across the Croatia, across the globe. Mm. Uh, been trained by the by the very very smart, intelligent people in Croatia, in France, and Austria, and Sada countries. And I need to learn the English. However, Tony, English is hard. Is, apparently, I think it's very easy. I think it's very oh, easy. Oh, good. Yeah, very good. easy. Um, but only thing I, I, you know, I apologize for being now rude. But you know, I was so happy coming into English speaking environment. And now mm-hmm. I can utilize these Hollywood movies and start swearing on English, right? <laughs> that was for me like, <laughs> that, and that was my very first language. And I remember in the embassy, uh, we had a quite exposure to the other other diplomatic uh, missions. Uh, then mm-hmm. my liaison with federal police and other government bodies required mm-hmm. English. And you know, eventually, I I met somebody, and I said like we can date each other. And yes. uh, I need to leave 31st of December 2003. And she said, what do you mean? Why exactly that day? And I said, look, I work in embassy. And she said, what do you work? What are you doing there? I said, like, look, it's, um, I'm just looking after the trees. Mm. And, you know, she's a smart woman and everything else. And, you know, in that, <laughs> <laughs> I decided to stay in Australia. I got a kid. Yes. Um, and I was very fortunate enough, Tony. But when I was having the short comings on my behalf i believe that the world owes me so mm. leaving the diplomatic um yes. environment and uh, being intelligence and all these related yes. uh, jobs for my government I, I my first job was being the bouncer and then the floor cleaner and uh, yes. then the assisted Stewart was called positioning hotel, which is basically mm-hmm. cleaning the kitchen all night. And I yeah. cried and I said, like, why me? You know, why me? Why, why, why? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I didn't understand that this is the very first time I need to be responsible to myself. And that's that's the very first time I stayed without mission ah. because all my life I was having mission. And that was for me yes. the biggest problem that, that, um, uh, being translation between the life I did have before mm. to translate now to into civilian life, and you know, maybe the mission can be lost, and then you're wondering in your head, mm. you're thinking, um, is this is good? Is this is bad? Mm. And what I didn't understood that I need to go through the process of growing up and learn about society. Yeah, um, in some shape or form, when you work in government sector, you are highly protected. Mm. Um, but now this is the very first time I was the father of the very young boy yeah. and, um, you know, starting my new family, um, life. And, uh, you know, suddenly I'm not having the badge and gun. I'm not 007 instead yeah. of this, I'm the bouncer cleaner and everything else. However, That's a huge change, Mario. It is. And, you know, you want to give up, Tony, like, you know, everybody yeah, wants to give up in I'll life. Bet. And, you know, suddenly you see you have no friends, you have nobody, Nobody to share with you, um, you know, your journey. because your struggles. You know, yeah, because, you know, people promise you a lot of things. When you stay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that and this and that. You know, that didn't happen. And they don't, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I was very supportive in my choices with the people I was surrounding myself. That was the very first time mm. uh, because I realized that uh, most of my life I spent pleasing others and uh, tried to be like them instead mm. of being me. And I... Eventually, I accepted that I need to go in school here. So I enrolled at one university 
Uh, I learned English, met some great people there on that part. Mm. And eventually, Tony, I landed a very good job in 2007 in corporate job. I was a national loss prevention manager with a very young company from England. Mm. And they increased it from the 10 stores to 170 stores, which basically for me was the biggest success. I wasn't, I didn't yeah. care for money. I was there to learn and provide yes. results to show. And then another rude awakening, uh, GFC comes. And I mean, and again, it was terrible for many, many people, wasn't it? Like it yeah. was just had it such bad impacts. Yeah, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't understand why is this happening to me. I would just start becoming happy, mm. and you know, my my family life would start falling apart. Uh, simultaneously, my my son was being diagnosed Got- with uh, epilepsy. Yes. Uh, which comes, you know, I didn't know, we didn't know why this happened right now, but it was so challenging. It was so challenging, Tony. And Mm. I mean, I'm talking to you like you are, you're somebody who can teach all of us lessons about life, Tony. But the point (laughs) I try to make it is true, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I really admire you for what you're doing. And, you know, I have the opportunity to, to hear your story. So me being now in front of you telling my story, I feel very humble. So my decision was very simple, you know, yeah. family life was falling apart. Yes. Um, we look after the kid together, but then I said yes. to myself, I need to start my own business. Yeah. I mean, like GFC, we lost the home, yeah. we lost everything. <laughs> everything's going yeah. to, everything's falling apart. Let's just, I'm going to start my own business. Yeah, yeah like, that's, a, that's a great go idea. Mario. Let's go start the business. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't have no money, so I was lucky enough. One good friend of mine, even today, Anne, she says to me, what are you doing? And I said, like, I want to start my business. She says to me, what? I said, like, well, I want to be an investigator. Because, you know, <gasps> in doing GFC, people, nobody will give you a job because everybody was looking for the job. And I wanted to be even taxi yeah. driver or, or cleaner, whatever mm. it is, nobody wants to give you a job. So yeah. what she says to me, what do you need? I said, I need $1,000 for the license and uh, I have no laptop, yeah. right? And she says to me, okay, 1000 bucks for the license. And she bought me a laptop for $700, which I was paying for two years. On that yeah. part, I started running my business and what I spend more time is to looking good, to smell good, to have a great stationery, <laughs> yes. um, pretending I'm the, you know, I'm the, you know, God, which I wasn't yes. really um, <laughs> talking, talking nonsenses around, you know, going all these networking instead of to mm. uh, elevate my business to, to look for the clients. And yeah. on that part, I realized that I was not hungry enough. Um, I wasn't yeah. enough. Um, I had some Levi's, let's say, you know, I could, you know, mm. eat with, with, with this person or be with that person or do some things and look for the shelter, you know, Crimea River story and people listen to you. So yeah. what I opted instantly when I realized that I don't want to know after two years and my debts are actually accumulating and eventually that I need to hide myself from the debt collectors, which is true, you know, $20,000 oh. on the credit cards. Look, I, I'm going to say honestly, I think the people should consider credit cards um, as a last resort. I use them mm. uh, mercilessly and uh, yeah. comes, their reckoning arrived. <laughs> Yes. So what I did, I gone into the bathrooms. I stick at the, you know, Sherlock Holmes hat, Tony, with uh, my yeah. number. I so said, looking for PI. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've been 
ridiculed and everything else. And eventually I got an opportunity with somebody to have the lunch, accept a lunch, and you have $20 in, in a pocket. I think it's going to be yeah. coffee. Yeah. Well, Tony, it was a six of them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> silly me, I said, like, I just got to have the glass of water. I'm not hungry. They're eating all these lobsters and everything else. And, <laughs> uh, yes. And the guy says to me, okay, Mari, we give you one case. So like, okay, that case is going to cover me this and this and this. And mm. it's come time to pay the lunch. And that gentleman, it's even today, still my client. And I feel so embarrassed every time oh. I see him. And he says to me, okay, Mari, we sent you the case. We're going to test you. And I told them, if I don't perform well, feel free, go on a TV, tell Mario Bekic doesn't do well. And they said, like, nobody speaks that way. I said, like, well, I speak that way. That's how much I want to prove yes. myself. And eventually, yeah. Bill comes, you know, front of us. And I say, I forgot my wallet. And uh, <laughs> that client look at me and he sees the wallet next to me in a chair. And, you know, I was so embarrassed because I was lying. Yes. And they paid lunch and... um that was my very first job, and actually, he introduced me to the uh, number of the of the companies. Um, mm. Most of them that chose me to work for them. Mm. Some of them they didn't care, to be honest with you. Yeah. But overall, it was it was a, it was a good challenge, Tony. And yeah. I started grinding, and then I decided, you know, to write the books, you know, because I need to yes. <laughs> I need to expose myself. Yes, <laughs> and yes. you know, and. As my son says, you know, it's easy for you to do the masters. It's easy for you to do this. You know, say so why is that? He say, because everybody corrects for your English. I said, Matteo, I don't know English like you do, and I need somebody to edit mm. my stuff. I know he's a you know he's a kid yeah. who takes you know you know challenges me all every day, and yes. uh, I start writing yes. books and uh, you know print five copies of my first book, and I was so happy. But of course, nobody noticed yeah. me. Um, but one thing what I learned. If if you embark on a journey to do the, your business, mm. and I know we all yeah. heard this is not option A, option B, option C. In 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 the military, what I learned during the the armed conflicts and everything else, and every time when we do the planning, that the, the regardless it was a on tactical level, professional, or you know, state will do strategic thinking. But I always knew it: the plan will not work out the moment mm. we step out of the army parks. But if I have my timetable and the key objective to reach, and if I have nothing to fall back on, I need to push yeah. myself. And yes, I start to learn a lot about business in Australia as I was growing up. And of mm. course, there was a lot of mishaps yeah. there, a lot of... <laughs> um, Things you know, don't you work le- out. No, no, you learn the lessons. Um, yeah. <laughs> you learn the lessons. Yeah, but lots and lots of lessons. Yeah, and look, it's easy to somebody, Tony, you'll agree, everybody knows to preach and advise when everything is rosy and pink. Mm. And I always looking to learn from people like yourself who, who speaks the truth and say, this is my story, this is my life, I I make mistakes. Because people love to Lots talk about themselves. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, and you it's, know, from the, it, it's from those mistakes and hard times that I think the best learnings and the best education comes. I think that with in the absence of hard times and difficult things to walk through, there's an yes. absence of growth, isn't there, Mario? Yes. If if you wanna if you wanted to grow, you will grow, right? And that's mm. this is this is I say like you know, people become happy uh with with what they achieve 
um, you know, small pleasures, right? And the business is not uh, day to make me happy. I can get satisfaction by providing yeah. my clients good service, providing great results and everything else. But my, that's my satisfaction. But after yes. all, if you don't learn, the clients will learn, competitors are going to learn. And I'm always afraid when I see people around me who are, you know, they're getting small victories and then they, then they stop with everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important, you know, to challenge yourself. Nothing is infinity. Um, infinity, apologies. Like, let's just say history. <laughs> yes. everybody, people talk about history like history is not infinity as well because we are discovering many things from history today. But the life lessons, they come to us for the reason. And I believe, Tony, today mm. you will not be the Tony, Radio Tony TV, you know what I mean, if you didn't learn yeah. your lessons. But most of the people don't accept those lessons. Instead yeah. of this, they let somebody else to carry their burden. And then they talk about mm. resilience, they talk about this. Yes. And, um, you know, resilience is an act of courage to face the obstacles. There's not a definition. Mm. And nobody can teach yeah. resilience. You can, Tony, because you've been there. And this is why reason today I love to talk with you. Because you, and, and it's just like people people should know this, you know I mean? I, I, you know, I really enjoy talking to you today because after hearing your story, and that's what it is, makes me happy, that you don't hide your uh, falls. But when I'm yeah. hearing a lot of people, public speakers and, yeah. you know, all these gurus, like, you know, they're, they're swearing yes. and they're sharing this knowledge. Yes. Man, yes. did you been in Tony Lontis shows now? So how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? How you can say somebody, you know, even I started my business and, uh, you know, I was, af- I was afraid, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was afraid. Then yes. I started to become comfortable. Yeah. But what I think I learned is to ask. If I yes. don't understand, ask my client, what do you mm. want and yes. that lesson cost me so much. I never ask. I kept my pride. I know everything. And then, of yeah. course, you slip and fall, slip and yes. fall. Then you learn. Yes. Because you just don't, you can't know everything. No. You, you, can, you can, even at expert level uh, or guru level, there is still so much to learn about life and business. And I, I just am absolutely passionate about continuing that that journey i think i think that is part of resilience that acceptance that you're never yes. going to be it's never going to be perfect you are always going to be learning something and if you accept that that's life um and yes. and just keep going you know yes. um that idea that uh, things will just be smooth sailing is false. Things aren't going to be smooth sailing. Even gurus, even <laughs> the best, most expertise, there's always going to be learnings. And I'm sure, Mario, there's still things that you learn all the time as well around your work with investigations and yes. interrogations. I'm sure it's ongoing for you as well. Absolutely. World, world is world evolving. And one thing what I learned from my son, and sometimes I could understand how it's possible that I have a best teacher next to me and I learn nothing, which is my son. Yes. So, you know, Matteo eventually, you know, he, he's gone through that uh, epilepsy phase, mm. has a big surgery two years ago, removed yes. part of the brain, and somehow he becomes more smarter because he's now studying medicine. You know, I mean, like, I just, like, I just can't <laughs> That's understand. That's awesome. But, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> just like, for me, it was like, am I, am I, am I uh, you know, um, seeing this properly? But one thing he told me, 
uh, my son doesn't speak a lot about emotional side, but yeah. he said, I remember days when you cried and, you know, you hide and kicking mm. the walls and everything else. Mm. And when I ask you how I, what is it that yeah, you say, not everything is okay. I just slip and fall. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, but, and then, I, you know, as he grew up, I was telling him, but one thing what I realized that I can't think the way 30 years ago, it is 2020. Mm. We all we are born with some advantages or disadvantages. Yeah. But one thing it's is what you do with those. Exactly, Tony. And it, as I say, this is what I what I like about you. You know, somebody has a courage to step out and have their own TV and radio broadcasting. It, it is it is a hero for me because it's scary. It is scary. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be honest, Mario. There's times when I hold my my heart is on the the edge of like trying to make everything run smoothly and deliver the yes. best that I can for my clients and the people that I talk to. And I have to say, there's just times when I get to the end of the day and I'll just sit down in a corner and go, oh my God, what do I think that I'm doing? Like, what the hell do I think I'm doing? But then you just get up and you keep doing it the next day and it and I've discovered that by talking to people like you and sharing your stories with the world that is actually a great thing and if I don't do anything else today I've talked to Mario live on air and introduced him to the audience like that that's a that's a great thing you know that that's a wonderful thing because there's people out there that need to be connected with Mario. That they're, they're not gonna less they're not gonna get a, they're not gonna learn from me. They need to hear from Mario. You know? I, I think and, that there's a reason why you are here as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> to learn from you. you I'm the that, I'm the conduit. I'm the conduit. I'm the connector. I'm the okay, thing like okay. in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mario, I'm conscious of the time and I don't yes. want to get through to the end of the show without talking about the thing that, that I, guilt, my guilty pleasure, I yes. have to confess, is yes. crime and detective works and crime shows and <laughs> mystery. And yes. so I'm like, oh my God, I get to talk to Mario about, Mario about mm. investigations. Now I understand that there are criminal investigations, there's That's organizational ex, uh, investigations. They're all very different. Yes. But I'm guessing across the breadth of all your experience, there's some really scary stories or some funny outcomes <laughs> or something yes. that you've done in your private investigation investigative role that you can share with the audience look basically my career started investigations 90 i will say four or five mm. i i was being asked by the you know the war was coming to the end i mean the, the mm. combat stuff and uh, my yeah. boss say you know he tried to actually remove me not to become actually to eliminate me as a threat and yeah. he asked me, so like, listen, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a course on police academy, six months for the forensic crime investigations. I said, like, mm. I don't want to do this. It's a capital city. You know, I was in love <laughs> another, uh, one more time. I yes. guess. <laughs> yes. I was always yeah, in love. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. he said, look, this is going to be great for you. This is going to be, you know, awesome. And I said, like, okay, I will go there. And what did happen that actually, it opened new door for me. So yeah. I've been accepted on police academy and there was a six months course, particularly for the forensic investigations. And yes. um, 
Um, and I started liking this. Now, mm. what I didn't like, Tony, it was that yeah. it comes to the end. So every new course, you know, my boss will send me intelligence academy or, you know, I mean, uh, counterterrorism investigations, investigate intelligence for the terrorist, terrorist yeah. cells. And, you know, yeah. that curriculum was, uh, my resume was building uh, bigger, bigger, bigger. That eventually when I was in Australia and when I realized that the my strength, it, it is investigations, interrogations, that's the start yeah. of my business. Now, mm. it was, as I said, like adjustment period from my thinking and, um, and, and adapting myself to corporate fall was a very, very difficult because I need to learn mm. quite a lot of things. Thank God I was a slow learner. So like, you know, I've been slept in the face. So I'll rush, you know, to learn more. And, you know, <laughs> I will not snail pace. And I was learning quickly. So when I was in the military, the part of my investigations was being uh, the violence deaths, violent deaths. Uh, yeah. And the deaths being caused by unknown uh, person that were called here the cold cases, which basically yes. what happened in wow. the world of espionage, in the world of military, there's a lot of deaths being, um, yeah. uh, being happening. And uh, those deaths was being done by the somebody who already knows modus operandi investigation, which means mm. somebody internal. Mm. So one of the cases I was working in was uh, one of the high-ranking um, uh, army officials who was selling yes. the secrets um, to the our enemies in a neutral country. And uh, mm-hmm. he was found dead in hotel. So you don't come in a foreign country in hotel and say, like, hi, my name is Mario Beckers. I got to investigate. That was for oh. me very, 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 very challenging. But again, yeah. um, I, I established some leads and uh, resulted yeah. three years later with arrest of the people in, again, different country. Now, here in Australia, mm. the core of my business is a workers' compensation. Yes. It's, a, it's a competitive intelligence, which people basically spying on each other. Yeah. And I always yeah. come back to one thing. Tony, doesn't matter how much money you pour into IT and digital yeah. protection. Human is the strongest yet weakest link. Yes. Yes. People love to talk. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the work I can't be doing, I'm, I'm training people how to be uh, smarter in conversation in the neutral mm. places where the social mm. engineering takes place. And let's go say, for example, for the audience, Hari Matahari, First World War, like exotic dancer, artist, whatever it is. And she will she will create the scenarios, she will create the environment, make the French journals very comfortable and they will talk. Mm. Even mm. happened today and on a big yes. scale. And even happened to me in my past life, I call past yeah. life, when I've been yeah. approached in a pub, you know, I mean in the middle of the Switzerland with a beautiful blonde lady. I said to myself, Ooh. to me, right? And some people will fall for this, but so the, the the work I'm doing it's training corporations People not to fall for those things. Not for this, particularly now online. And ah. uh, with full right, I'm gonna say the wall becomes the the flat. Why? Because from point A to point B, we come with the internet, right? We don't need to travel around mm. the globe, and it also becomes yeah. a flat. And the seduction online existing, you know, either it's attempting on a way that it's a monetary, you know, seduction, a sexual, yes. Uh, yes. business one, and the tragedy is we live in a beautiful country surrounded by the seven mm. seas and seven yes. mountains, whatever it is. Yes, right? yes. Um, lots and uh, lots of water. Lots, lots of water. But what is happening, uh, a lot of comp has been targeted by the perpetrators overseas. And it's very oh. difficult to um, 
bring them to the justice or prosecution yes. where it is. Yes, yes. So yes. what I try to insert into the clients currently right now is how to be more vigilant online. And aware. Um, and aware. And investigations we're doing currently, I can't discuss case by no. case, but, you know, I must say that um, investigative workers' compensation claims, it's really something yes. unique because I would say, 1% of claims will be very ungenuine, very, very ungenuine. But oh. uh, how genuinely imaginative these people are and uh, watching all these TV shows on TV, Tony, it's oh. unexplainable. I must say oh it's unexplainable. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very proud that my company, Intelligence Group, provides it's, really yeah. good results. Um, yeah. Clients are happy. And as I said, mm. like even we're learning, there's a new methods on Horizon, uh, in new ways, Australia, it's a very colorful when it comes to demographics. And we had yes. a colorful demographics, everybody thinks differently. You are, yeah. my son is Ozzy, Ozzy, Oi, Oi, Oi. For him, it's everything, hitchhiker guide to the galaxy, everything is easy. And I mean, sitting yeah. on the lounge yeah. and everything's going to come yeah. to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, you know, everybody has a different approach. So um still believe Australia, it's a great country. And for me, offering my clients investigative yeah. solutions. Oh, you're, aren't we? It's, we're yeah, just blessed yeah. to have you in Australia, Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Tony. Um, my wonderful friend, we are just about out of time, yes. and I want to make sure that the audience has the opportunity to connect with you. And audience, I will get Mario back on the show, and we'll actually have a, a longer, deeper conversation about um, Insight Intelligence, which is Mario's company, and we'll talk about the ins and outs of how he works and how he helps his clients, and a bit more about his books. But for today's show... InsightIntelligence.com.au is Mario's company and he has decades of investigative um, experience and if there's a problem that you're facing around a raft of situations that we've talked about today in terms of business or personal, then please reach out to Mario. He is an amazing person and it's my privilege to know him as well and just that website again is InsightIntelligence.com.au com.au Mario Beggs, thank you so much for coming thank on the you, Everyday Tony. Business Show today. We will thank have you. you back again in the future yes. and get and that I promise camera. My cam- no, that guy's going to work yeah. it up. I'm telling we'll- you, somebody's, someone's going to be Someone's sabotage. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you're an, intelli- you're an intelligence and someone's hacked your ca- your I, camera I, I, so no, that I you think, couldn't yeah, appear I think, live. I think, it was, and I think this, is, this is me, Tony. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, I, mean, I think I done something, and I don't know what I did, but I did something, Tony, and I will make sure it has been from next week. Yes. wonderfully, wonderful uh, talking to you today, Mario. I'm thank you. so grateful for your time. I thank know you. how busy you are, and once more, people, if you've got any questions, just reach out to Mario insightintelligence.com.au, and we will be back with Mario again sometime in the future when I can find a spot in his busy calendar. But as for today, that's your lot for the Everyday Business Show this week. We will be back next week with another guest. Please thank my wonderful co-host today, Mario Becks. Thank you, Mario. And bye for now, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Mario. I want to do it to the best of my ability because if I fail, that means I fail for my entire female nation, I call it. (laughs) Is that possible? That was a question for myself. It is absolutely possible. Is that possible? That was a question for myself. It is absolutely possible.
absolutely possible. Is that possible? That was the question for myself.